This is Biz. I'm a stay-at-home mom with a baby boy and a daughter who's a full-blown kid. And I'm Teresa, a part-time working mom with two little boys. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, prepare to grow as a person as we talk strollers. Plus, the universe won't let Biz even enjoy a burger. Teresa comes to terms with there being only one food group, hot dogs. And we talk to the amazing Michelle T. about her new memoir, How to Grow Up, and her online magazine, Mother Magazine. Woo! I like that we're going to grow as people talking about strollers. <laughs> I just got to say, really apparently, like a, apparently, last week, episode 89, uh-huh. somehow we knocked it out of the park. Yeah. I think people did, yeah. seem to really find insight yeah. <laughs> in the thing. And we, we ourselves struggled we with did. coming to terms with some truths, yeah. some truths as people and as Possibly moms. Possibly dark truths. Possibly dark truths. Anyway, Teresa and I both felt that last week was too emotionally exhausting for us. So we're going to talk yeah. about strollers today. It's going to be great. The least emotionally exhausting topic yep. one can talk about as I a parent. Think. I oh. think. I don't know. We'll find out. Why? Great. We'll, we're going to fuck this up. We'll fuck this up somehow. Don't worry. Teresa, how are you? Um, I'm I'm really good. I'm really good, actually. But the weekend, it was challenging. It was It was challenging with my... Almost three and a half year old. Yeah. Um, he's getting over like a cough. So he came home a little early on Friday. But it was that we have this on our on our episode about kids being sick, right. which people should go back and listen to if you haven't heard about it. But if you haven't heard it, but the <laughs> the sick thing when when my son gets sick, my elder son gets sick, he just gets really manic. Yeah. And it's so tiring because he doesn't really feel well. So it's not really like a carefree, joyful play. Right. It's like kind of like he's possessed and Ugh. crazy and he can't stop moving. And he's just loading up things with his other things. Right. And it's just crazy. And then on top of that, the my younger, who is now 15 months as of yesterday. Uh, He'll start liking television soon. <laughs> Um, he is just all he's just following his brother playing and they're they're actually it's delightful to see them like building on their relationship and really bonding as brothers more and playing together more and wrestling and being super cute but hand in hand with that is that And I've talked about this before, but it was so intense this weekend. I cannot not talk about it because this is what I've been doing for the last two days is that the younger one will just walk somewhere near the older one. Right. And the older one will just completely dissolve into (sighs) tears, literally tears of panic. That the younger one is coming up to touch right. one of his things that he's playing with. Uh, and it doesn't even matter. I mean, the, the toys are just, they're all everybody's toys. Right, but And still. it's just something he's doing, he's working on really intensely. Right. And it's so it's so tough because it he's so stressed about it that he mm. can't even hear what I'm saying when I'm saying, right. like, look, I'll, you know, give him a turn, give him one thing to play with. Right. Or, you know, just show him what you're doing. Or, you know, move your things to another area where you're not going to... I mean, it's like everything, it's just too much. Everything is too much. Um, So that that 
is what I did That's for hard. Like two days. That's it was really hard. intense. And it was kind of like today, definitely well enough to be at school. He hasn't like had a fever yeah. or anything. He's not super like <laughs> phlegmy. He just has a cough. It's fine. Sometimes. Go to school. He's fine. <laughs> That's right. But I'm actually, I'm relieved for him too. Yeah. Like because he just needs to be... Away from the house, basically. Yeah. He needs to be out of the house. That's, oh, that is super stressful. Yeah, it was. That's, I'm sorry. That's okay. Eh. But I'm glad you're doing great now. Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, here I am. How are you? I'm all right. It was kind of a... <sighs> okay. Friday, Stefan calls from work and is like, I want to go get burgers this weekend. I'm like dying to get burgers. I've been researching burgers for you know, work because I want to go get a burger. I'm like, okay, we'll all go. Sunday, we'll go get some burgers. I'm so looking forward to a burger. I've been craving mm-hmm. a burger. I, I deserve a burger, right? Doesn't every mom yeah. just deserve? Who doesn't deserve a fucking burger? Oh, like yeah. the best burger place in town. We go. You get Katie Bell down. You get Ellis down. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm going to have. Did we bring anything to play? Did we do anything? We just walked out the door like idiots yeah. and went straight there. And we're all there. It's like basically going to a restaurant on two separate dates, one with mm-hmm. the right. daughter and one yep. with the son. Um, Katie Bell is just like on high. She's just like, she's high as a kite, just wants to be insane. And I'm so tired. And the burger like shows up and it's mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. And it, falls apart mm. like the whole bottom just dissolves because like, I start to take the wrapper off to try and oh, eat it oh. and it just it within a minute and one bite the whole thing is like unrecognizable as oh. a burger and I oh. I look at Stefan he's like mine's falling apart too and I'm like yeah but I'm about to start crying oh. here at the counter oh. Like I, just, it was just like it'd been this really long weekend. We like took on a bunch of projects, like ripping up the yard, and like I mean, I just it was like too much of a weekend. Yeah. And then here comes this burger, and I should be able to just have this universe. I should be allowed to have this fucking burger. And then like yeah. the next thing you know, it's like you can't even get to it with a fork properly. You oh know what I mean? God. Like it just is the sad, soggy no. mess. And like I eat it, but it was just like it was so sad. It was like. I find the image of crying and eating, like, simultaneously yeah. kind of hilarious. It's really funny. It is very funny. Yeah. And that is basically yeah. that is basically that. It's even worse when you're eating something that's kind of like junk food that yeah. you're supposed to just love. Oh. Like, it's not like you're eating, it's not like you're crying and you're eating, like, fruit right. salad. Yeah, or fruit like, salad, right. You know, or, like, No, it's this beautiful burger. It's like, yeah, it's... That has become an unrecognizable yeah. disaster, oh. like my life. <laughs> I just was like, I'm so sorry. I just want this fucking burger. Did you get some pie after that? I did get some pie. It was saved by pie, okay. cherry pie, which is very good. Then, of course, the moment I get in the car, my stomach gets horribly upset, and we oh. have to race home. Oh my god! Uh, it was just oh like, god. what the fuck? Oh. Ah! So okay, I'm glad that's over. I'm glad. I'm glad we're done with this weekend. Yesterday and is the day over. Before. I'm glad we're here now in the present <laughs> to talk about strollers. <laughs> Please take a moment to remember: if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa. Yes. Do you have a stroller? (laughs) I have 
How many strollers do you have? I have three strollers. Whoa, you've got three strollers. Okay. <laughs> All right. Not it's not totally on purpose. Not like totally. So did you just find one on the side of the road? No, we were, it was like a couple years ago and we were traveling. Right. And we didn't, like we needed a stroller, but for some reason we couldn't bring ours or we forgot to bring ours. I think we forgot to bring ours. So we had Amazon send right. a little collapsible one sure. to our hotel. Yeah. And so then we brought that home. So right. we have two, we have two of the like umbrella strollers okay. and then we have one big Bob jogging stroller. All right. For people who don't have children mm-hmm. uh, or are about to have children, let's just do a quick recap mm-hmm. on strollers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Strollers. Or how you get a baby from one place to another when you don't want to carry them or you want them to be sleeping, possibly. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk. We'll spend some time talking about the pros and cons of strollers. Or but toddlers. Or toddlers. They work really well for toddlers. I will say, yeah. I do have a judgy threshold. Uh-huh, you do? I have one judgy oh. threshold, and that is the six-year-old in the stroller. Oh. Or the five-year-old in the stroller. Like, yeah. once they're walking, like like, and, I, and I'm like, whatever, everybody, again, mm-hmm. that's my judgy thing. Mm-hmm. It will not prevent us from ever being friends. Mm-hmm. But they're just, <laughs> I can remember being, like, at a street fair mm-hmm. and, like, seeing, like, a fr- like, running into, like, a friend and yeah. she, like, comes up. She's not a good, you know, acquaintance friend. Uh-huh. And she comes up and she's, <laughs> the kid in the, stro- in the umbrella uh-huh. stroller was too fucking big. Uh-huh. It was too old. Not yeah. big, like, you know, he's a super baby yeah. or something. The kid was too old. The kid, and I get it. Like, there's a, one part of my brain was like, I get it. You do not want to wait for that slow ass kid. Yeah. <laughs> or they it. wander off. Or they watch something. This kid just looked kind of miserable, like cramped oh. into this thing. And it was just, just like, why is that kid a stroller? Anyway, I digress. Types of strollers. Mm. There's the umbrella stroller, mm-hmm. and for people who don't know, that is a stroller that just easily folds up mm-hmm. like kinda, an umbrella. It's like lightweight. Yep. And it's, yeah, it's it, just small. And then when they sit in it, ba- you're basically just pushing a kid. It doesn't yeah. have like a whole bunch of big like cup holders yeah. and pockets and it storage. Is it's just like a little thing. spot for your, sit- your kid to sit. Right. Very, yeah. It's a chair on wheels, yeah. and that is really about it. Yeah. Uh, and you don't really realize that you need one until you go on a trip and you don't want to haul yeah. the mega stroller, the, the stroller stroller, yeah. which is big usually because, like, why are they so fucking big? Well, yeah. when you have a baby, an infant, mm-hmm. they're sleeping in it a lot. Sometimes yeah. you want to move the car seat to the stroller. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of purposes for it more right. than just a chair. Yeah. Like, you you need a place to put your you shit. You put your diaper bag yeah. in there, you lock the infant seat into it, that's right. and boom, you have a gigantic monstrosity. That's right. And that's and pretty much it. And then, once the kid can't switch over the car seat into the stroller, yeah. you still need a space for that kid to be, yeah. and it's usually pretty big. And they're big by now. And yeah. they're big, and they're yeah. bigger. You need a place for your drink. You need a place for... And anybody out there who's like, fuck it, I don't need that, eventually that shifts. <laughs> eventually you're like, I do want my coffee. Mm-hmm. I do want a place to hang my bag that doesn't tip the entire stroller over. Yep. <laughs> like, I do need a place to shove groceries or bags or the toys mm-hmm. or the the blankets. They're like, mm-hmm. whatever. There's, It's like needing... It, it, you need the space. Sometimes. Sometimes. Sometimes you need it. Sometimes you need it's it. It's nice to have a stroller. Nice to have it if you can do it. Whatever. Right. Uh, there's the double. The double stroller. The double. Which, did you ever consider? No, because Katie no. Bell was old enough by then that you didn't She was consider. old enough. When I was first, we were first trying, uh-huh. like, you know, which was a lot earlier in Katie Bell's life for mm-hmm. a second. It, you know, 
I thought about it. Mm-hmm. You know, I would see them and I was like, oh, when I do one that's like I call it like the train mm-hmm. where they're <laughs> the, the double seats are one in front of each other, mm-hmm. which I kind of like because it's narrower. Mm-hmm. But you then have to get used to it, I guess, like you would driving a bigger car yeah. where you're like, how much forward space? Like, can yeah. I get into the space? Am I going to get the and door? It's hev- like, it's heavy. Those you are, see yeah. people like hauling oh. these things around and like yeah. turning around corners. Yeah. And- and it's, it's a, a side lot to by maneuver. side. Yeah. And it's the same the si- with the side by side. It's, it's the like, side by yeah. side. And then the ones in Brooklyn that I saw, which I call like the double bus stroller, mm-hmm. where there's like a kid literally kind of under Underneath, the other kid. Yeah. And I'm like, well, that's got to suck for it's your gotta view. Suck. Yeah. It's got to suck. They're just like looking at the butt of, of their yeah. sibling. And once that kid figures out they can jam something in <laughs> that the butt of their sibling, that is all going to happen. <laughs> what I do like is the like attachment. It's like a little the, the stand, skateboard. The skateboard. Yeah. yeah you got to attach it, and then the older kid can kind of yeah. ride. That's what we got. Yeah, that's kind of, that we, seems cool. Well, we, okay, I'll tell you. We <laughs> thought about doing a double stroller yeah. because Simon was two years yeah, and three months true. when Oscar was born, and I thought we might need a double, yeah. but I wanted to avoid it because, again, we already had three strollers. I was like, right. I don't want to buy another stroller here. <laughs> um, and so we we looked into those skateboards, which you mostly see. I saw them in New York. When yeah. I was in New York, I saw them a lot. And and so I looked into it. It was pretty cheap. They sell like a universal one that yeah. works with most strollers. You have to like kind of you put it together yeah. and you adjust it based on what's like your based on your stroller. And um, it's it's been cool. But I will say it says like it's supposed to be for two and up. And there were so many reviews online saying like, yeah, my two year old loves it. My right. two year old loves it. My two year old. I mean, it took a lot of training to get him not to just climb off in the middle as we're going along at, like, a pretty decent clip. It's like being on the edge of the grocery cart. Yeah. It's like being on the, yeah. yeah. They could just jump off. They just get off. And he, like, it's not like he's wearing a helmet or anything. Like, I mean, (laughs) you know, and so that was kind (laughs) of nerve-wracking. And also he would, like, yeah, so he would kind of get bored, Mm -hmm. like, part of the way there and just kind of jump off. And it's also, it is a little bit in your way. Yeah. Like you're well, pushing, that's what I was wondering. It's slightly in your way. I mean, it's still fine. It's yeah. like, it's a good thing for like walking. I mean, it's a good thing for like a short, it's not a good for like, we're going for a walk. Right. It's good for like, we're g- trying to get from the car to like the children's museum. Right. It's like a little, a little distance. Right. You know, like, um, it's good for that. And it did help us avoid buying another fucking stroller. stroller so. <laughs> well, then there's the jogger stroller. Right. Which, I, I I think that's for like the parent who's like I'm done. We're that's gonna what start. We have. I'm gonna start exercising. Yeah, that's <laughs> I'm, gonna what start, we have. I'm gonna start yeah. jogging. But here's a question: yeah. Do I really need a jogger stroller, or can I just run with my giant stroller? I think you can jump, run. I with think your I jog- just run with my giant is, stroller. The, What's the, the perk jogging, of the jogger stroller? The jogging stroller has the kind of tires that are almost like mountain bike tires, right. so you can go on like because we have like a dirt road right um, by our house. So we kind of need. You can't really push a regular stroller on there. So it's good for like. It's bouncy, and like when I walk around the reservoir, yeah. there's a lot of like bumps and rocks, right. and it's it handles there pretty well. I will say it's I think interesting. It's, it's better, like it's more comfortable. I think. Okay, it's interesting. All the like technical designs I that know. go into stroller because you mentioned the tires, and we've got yeah. like. You know, a bugaboo from eight bazillion years mm-hmm. ago, because Katie Bell's old bugaboo, mm-hmm. and it had like it had two kind of small tires and two big tires, so mm-hmm. you could flip the handlebars so that if you were going over like rougher terrain, the big tires would be in the front. Whoa. Yeah, that's... and I was like, I'm thinking about it now, and I'm like, that is intense. Yeah, that's, that's intense. a lot. Yeah. Was there one thing? 
in the stroller that you just had to have when you were first looking at strollers, were you just like, man, I really want to make sure that this is part of the stroller? Or did you ever do any pre-stroller research? No, I did none. I basically just asked my cousin, what do I need? <laughs> and like my cousin just told me what to get. Get and, this. Yeah. yeah. And she told me like I got like a I think it's the Bob like revolution right, right, stroller. Right. But the thing is I knew I wanted to be able to jog with my yeah. stroller or at least like go walking a lot. That was my You only had some pre thing. And I just was like, What's the one? What's the one to get? Yeah. And she was like, get this one. And I was like, Okay. So we put it on our registry and Jesse's aunt bought That's it. Right. For yeah. Us. Yeah. By the way, strollers, <laughs> yeah. great registry thing. They are so That's, fucking expensive. They so, okay, they're, here's my question. Well, that is a question. Why? Because I was so blown out of the water by how expensive they were. Yeah. And I was like, isn't like, you know, I I wrestled with car seats. I was like, that was expensive. Can we just do like the less expensive if it's still safe? You know, like why? Why is it a put it on your fucking registry? Anybody out there is like, I don't want to do a registry. Do a registry. There are going to be a number of big ticket items, and people want to buy you shit. So give them some direction, okay? (laughs) Just give them some direction. Some of us can't do like fucking bring you meals. Yeah, I can buy you a bib or like whatever. Anyway, so get uh, put on the registry. Why are they so fucking expensive? I don't know. Why? I, I, I'm trying I to figure out. I could get, like, the innovation, and there really right. are some cool things that yeah. they do. And and it is something that you're probably going to use mm-hmm. three, maybe four years. Yeah. You know? Like, like, you're going to use a it a lot. I, um, I, on the topic of them being expensive, yeah, I'm sure some part of it is, like, that's just how much it costs to make it or whatever. Right. But I think it's also, you know, there's... There's strollers that cost like two thousand dollars and stuff. Well, that I mean, is too much. There's just insane. There's insane things, and so <laughs> I'm I'm committed to not getting another stroller in my life. Right. I, I not only because I don't want to spend the money on it, but yeah. I just don't need more things right. taking up space. And um, but I will say like our current the jogging stroller that we have, it's starting to like get fucked up, mm. and it's like got some issues with it. Like I'm, it's it's really hard to get it to collapse. Oh and, yeah, yeah. Um, Ours is. And like a couple, like the little strap that clips over it to keep it folded up is broken. So like you have to kind of hold it shut when you're lifting it. And um, I had this idea the other day that I was saying to my friend, like, I feel like I, I don't know if I could take it to like a cycle shop or if they would you hate should. me, but so. I feel like there should be like somebody, like a rep- like a special, a like stroller, stroller doctor Ooh. who you can take your stroller to I love because that. they're all so expensive. Nobody wants to like replace. Yeah. You want to like keep your stroller. Well, okay. But you want, you want it to get like tuned up. It needs a tune up. All right. Essentially. It needs a tune up. This is, this is, this is a perfect segue into something I very specifically wanted to talk about. Okay. Which are strollers and New York. City. Okay. Okay. I feel like New York City is like this own universe mm-hmm. in terms of setting the tone mm-hmm. for all the rest of the world sea strollers mm-hmm. and moms a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. No place else I feel like in the entire United States do people fucking hate yeah. strollers. Yeah. <laughs> More than like New York, and I, well, because it's crowded. I definitely right? lump the Brooklyn and the you yeah. know all the boroughs into this. Yeah. I mean, their whole blogs committed yeah. to like fucking moms in their strollers. Right. Okay, so I'm, I have a couple of things to say about this. Uh-huh. Okay, one strollers for if I could say one thing to people who don't have kids yet or are pregnant and like are kind of anti-stroller or whatever, this is it. This is your way to get your kid around. 
Yeah. I mean, you could strap them on you, and yeah. that's fine. But yeah. in particular, in New York City, I didn't have a car to go to the grocery store. My grocery store cart was my stroller. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I need something that can get home five bags of groceries, mm-hmm. and I need something that, you know, I can, as well as carrying my own stuff, mm-hmm. right? Because I got to go by the wine store, of course. I got to go by the hardware store, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's not like you're just going from your car to the children's museum, you're going like 20 blocks to the children's museum. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that the streets of New York City or the sidewalks of New York City and Brooklyn and all those places are not built for strollers. Mm-hmm. But think about the fact that nothing there is built for strollers. Right. There's no way to get to the subway. Maybe one subway has an elevator that works. And that elevator smells like fucking shit. Yeah. It literally, there may be shit in it. Right. Right? Yeah. The escalators never work. Like, mm-hmm. you got to get them all the way down the stairs. You got to get it in this, you know, oh, the, yeah. and it's a, everybody fucking hates you. Yeah. And you don't want to fucking be in there. Yeah. And you got to get all the way fucking back up. And you as a mom, get used to, or dad, get used to literally picking your kid up and the stroller or yeah. walking downstairs. Right. Like, it's such a skill that you suddenly, like, <sighs> develop and it's yeah. just fucked up. Uh, so... You can't go into stores. You can't go into restaurants. Like, everything is so anti-you and the baby. And you're like, it's like another reason to be, like, imprisoned in your house a little bit. Now, that said, if you were out, I always try to do, like, traffic. You know, like, stay to the right. Stay to the left. You know, Mm -hmm. like, pay attention. Don't stop in the middle of the the sidewalk and talk with your stroller. Mm -hmm. Pull over to the side. Mm -hmm. It's okay. It's not a big deal. That's true whether you're with a stroller or not. Right. That's just good etiquette. Don't stop and get on your cell phone in the middle of the fucking sidewalk. Step to the side. Mm -hmm. And I used to find, living in New York, that I thought people on their cell phone devices were way ruder than people with their strollers. Because you would, you'd stop, you'd be like texting, you'd Mm -hmm. be like roaming about, not listening. Like, anyway. So like, there is, you're really limited, and, like, the stroller becomes basically your car. It is, It yeah. is your car, and it's something that I think is so unique to New York than anywhere else, because now we have kid number two. It was really mm-hmm. easy to lose the stroller with Katie Bell once we moved out here. You know, outside of a couple of walks, we were going in the car. Mm-hmm. We were going in the car to the store. Mm-hmm. She could ride in the cart at the store. Like, mm-hmm. we just didn't need all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I have Ellis, I find that I hardly ever use the stroller unless mm-hmm. I just want to go walking. Right. You know, like, or maybe we're at a museum, but, you know, if there's something like yeah. that, but for the most part, I just carry them or put them in use, a carrier. Yeah, we use the carrier. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I thought that was really interesting, but people, it leads me to this larger question of the hate. Yeah. The hate. I feel like all the articles that come out about, like, the, the anti- you know, stroller, the anti, oh, they took their baby to a bar. Oh, they're using this. They have to have the best of this and the culture of this. And, like, all this mom, like, sort of, like, hating. Yeah. Is it about the stroller or do people just fucking hate moms? I feel like you people know? hate moms. Like, yeah. I, it's like it's sometimes I'm like, are you, are you mad that yeah. I'm out with the stroller? Are you yeah. mad that I have children? Yeah. <laughs> like, which, yeah. like, which is the thing that's coming well, first? Well, isn't it just, like, anything that gets in your way? Like, it's, yeah. like, anything that's, like, in my way. Like, I have no patience for it. I have it's no, like, the plane. like, sympathy. It's like, I, yeah. I have to have a baby on my hotel floor. I have yeah. to have a baby on a plane. Right. Like, yeah. Babies live in the world. That's right. And that should, <laughs> should yeah. just be a t-shirt right there. Yeah. Babies live in the world. Everybody's you yourself were a baby. Yeah. You might knock somebody up or get knocked up and yeah. therefore have a baby. Yeah. Circle of life. 
yeah. everybody. Yeah. I, I, it just, like, I just, the venom. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, there is something, like, we've culturally turned in, like, strollers in particular mm-hmm. have become the symbol oh, yeah. for, like, all things that people hate. Like, it's not like you hate strollers. You hate types of strollers. Oh, right. I hate the designer strollers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you know what? Sometimes... Yeah. One of the things I actually tested because I was living in New York, so I highly recommend go to a store mm-hmm. and go walk around with some strollers. Yeah, it's it's you're gonna have it for three years. Yeah, that's a nice idea. Yeah. Uh, but like I would find that my feet hit the back mm. of the strollers, and I kept like sort of like you do on grocery carts or mm. something. And I was like, that's really annoying. Or mm-hmm. you couldn't get to the baggies mm-hmm. on the bottom to store your groceries or hold your stuff. Or a lot of them aren't tall, tall enough. enough, right? Or yeah. the the handles don't come yeah. up high enough. Like Jesse isn't comfortable pushing any of our strollers. Right. That's like... right. Exactly. So like you gotta go test run them out. But like and but maybe oh, there's something to be. You know what? I drive not a designer car. Right. Yeah. I test rode a nice car once, <laughs> and I said, "Wow." This really is amazing. Yeah. I don't feel anything or hear anything and feel lovely and feel cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's something to be said mm-hmm. about the there's nothing wrong with a nice stroller if yeah. it's doing what you need it to do. Right. I also have my, like, super shitty stroller. It's, yeah, and there's something about, I don't know if this ties in. I think you make such a good point about, like, the mom hating about it. But there's also, um, yeah, and people love to complain about the giant stroller or the fancy stroller. Right. Um some fancy strollers are fancy because they're fucking amazing. Yeah. Like a friend of mine has the has the like eight hundred dollar right. whatever. I don't know, it's I can't even remember what it's called. But yeah. and when she got it, I was like, Wow, really? Like how could that be worth it? But then we walk together and I've seen I've seen it over the course of she, right. from brand new baby all the way until yeah. you know, now she has like an eighteen month old. Right. And it's it's like magic. I mean, like yeah. it shields the baby's eyes from the sun. It like adjusts based on like is he gonna be like flat on his back as a newborn? Right. Is he gonna be sitting up? Is he yeah. gonna nap? Is he gonna I mean it shifts around. It has like I mean it's there's so many things about it that are awesome, but also it's in a weird way, like an accessory that like, yeah. so like I also have this other friend who w- did not put this stroller on her registry, but like her like aunt or mother-in-law or yeah. somebody bought her like a thousand dollar bugaboo. Oh my God. Like just as like a, is... I want to do this for you as right. a really nice thing for uh, you. Our bugaboo was not a thousand dollars. Okay. But, is it, <laughs> it, but bugaboo does make some really, They make some really super nice high end nice strollers. But I don't know. I haven't looked at a no, stroller in five years. Right. But no, but what was so funny about this is like some some moms yeah. would be like, you just bought me the dream stroller of my life. It's like some, buying somebody a car. But then my friend was just like, I don't even know what to do this. Like she was so so uncomfortable okay. pushing it yes. and like okay. hated it from day one. But did she? Okay, so but okay. Oh God, damn, we're gonna grow. Okay, so listen. <laughs> All right. All right. Part because it's out uh-huh. because it's something that people visually see with yeah. us. Does it become a new thing of like I shouldn't enjoy something so nice because yeah. I'm a mom? I should feel guilty for having oh, this maybe. like really nice thing. Like people have no problem spending money on the like the high chair mm-hmm. or the like the crib mm-hmm. or like the bedding or like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like everybody's got something that they freak out about and they really they want love. the nice yeah. you know version of for their kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like and you do whatever you can to mm-hmm. be, to to get it. 
But like the stroller, there is like a weird, I don't deserve this, or I don't want people to make assumptions about Uh me because I'm pushing this stroller. Like you don't even feel comfortable telling people what kind of stroller you have. And that's where we're going to wrap up on this. That is part of that whole, we got to fucking cut it out. Mm -hmm. You need to cut it out feeling bad about having something nice. Mm -hmm. Everybody deserves something nice, Mm -hmm. whether it's a stroller, whether it's a nice shirt, whether it's like a new pair of shoes, kids, no kids. But you also deserve to be able to pick out the one you want. Well, sure. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. There's also something about like I'm jumping to a larger conclusion, but you're right. thing that you don't Don't want. want. Anyways, go on. I just have to point that out. That's also another joy of having children. Yeah. Welcome to the world of shit people are giving you. That's why you create a registry. Uh, and then sell that shit. Yeah. Um, it made my baby break out in halves. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. He just doesn't like nice Every things. Every time I set him down in it, he screams. <laughs> so we just had to sell it and use all that money on food. Um, delicious cheeses and chocolates for myself. <laughs> <laughs> it made his screaming less annoying. Um, but, like, uh, yes, correct. Correct. I was jumping more to the I'm larger sorry, conclu- to No, I just no but to you're be, right. I think that's also an important point. That is on. valid. Yeah. Okay. But, so, but back to it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy it. Mm-hmm. If you want it, take it mm-hmm. and enjoy it. It's going to help your life. Right. It's yeah. going to help your life. Two, if you suddenly get bent out of shape because you see somebody with a stroller or that they just spent a ton of money or you know how much it is or whatever and you get bent out of joint, sorry, yeah. that falls into the category of that's you. Yeah. Don't make your friend feel like shit for it. Nope. And go work it out. Yeah. Go work it out. Yeah. Work it out for yourself. Walk around the block a few times. That's right. That's right. Pushing that stroller and yep. seeing how nice it is. It's <laughs> fucking beautiful. Um, just, you know, like we... We need to stop taking some of these, like, symbols that mm-hmm. we've turned in mm-hmm. to the ultimate anti-mom mm-hmm. symbols. Yeah. I just getting rid of them. Like, who, again, who gives a shit what kind of stroller you yeah, have? Who cares? No one should care. No one should care. You should stop caring if you care. Yep. So stop it. And if you live in New York City, help people get up and down the stairs with their giant fucking strollers. Totally. Okay? But shout out to my stroller for the most important thing it's ever done for me, which is allow me to take a pee in a public restroom when I have both children with me Mm. without the older one crawling under the stall and leaving the bathroom without me. Amen to that. I think that that what you just said Uh totally sums up the takeaway for people who are like, I don't get strollers. Yeah. We need them. We need them. We need them. Yeah. And stop hating moms. And stop. <laughs> and stop hating moms. One Bad Mother is supported in part by Harry's.com. For Valentine's Day, listeners can get a Chrome Winston razor set for just $25 with free engraving, a $15 value. That is a good deal to show someone you love them. Yeah, it's really nice for (laughs) Valentine's Day. Go to harrys.com and use the code BADMOTHERVALENTINE, that's all one word, on your first purchase. That's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and enter coupon code BADMOTHERVALENTINE. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206 350 
206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time. Teresa, genius me. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. I was having some uh, back problems. My back was really hurting and bothering me. <laughs> Why? No idea. <laughs> um, but uh, I, my mom had the idea, well, are you carrying the baby on both sides or only on one side and I I pretty much only carry him on the left because I do things with my right hand um, because I'm right handed and so I just started um, carrying Oscar on my right hip and trying to do everything with my left hand as often as possible and it was really hard at first because it felt really awkward but after like a week of doing that, I got stronger in in a different like in a right. different way. And like it was so weird. Like the feelings I was having in my back like completely went away. Like it was like gone. Wow. Now I just switch back and forth. I try to do it like just the cool. same amount on each side and everything feels really good. That's cool. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Good job. How about you? Uh, I let, so I was doing a lot of work in the backyard, uh, just trying to get some gardening things and yard things done. Mm -hmm. And I still have my uh, raised bed from last year in the yard. And Katie Bell really wanted to do some painting on some other projects that I was doing. And they were all like spray painting projects. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to let her do that. So we had some acrylic paint left over from a little craft project. So I just set her up in front of the garden bed and had her paint gardeny things on it cute. and so it's super fucking oh, adorable so like cute. good garden mama and papa's garden Aww. and like crappy flowers and all that super cute so cute kept her busy for like two days oh i love it it was great i don't know if this is a genius or a fail moment um because I was always trying to not uh, expose my 17 month year old daughter to tv and then finally i discovered Elmo, and that I could actually, I work all day as a lawyer, and I can fucking come home, you know, and do the dishes, (laughs) and she just sits there, and she watches Elmo, and it's, like, fucking amazing, but maybe I'm also running my child's brain, so I don't know, you guys, I think it might be awesome, I certainly feel more sane, I love the show, thanks a lot, bye. Uh, We want to confirm for you that it is, in fact, a genius moment, and let it go. It's Let great. It it's fucking Do great. Do what works. Do what you works. Obviously, love your child, you're, and you're taking care of her and doing yeah, a great job. It's not gonna rot her brain. No, it's not rotting her brain. Twenty-four hours of television, possibly not the healthiest for your baby. Yeah, <laughs> but Elmo, couple of shows, yeah. you're fine. Yeah, you're doing a Good great job, job doing the dishes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> let's let's use that Elmo time for something mm-hmm. even more special. Yeah. Okay. All right, but you're doing a great job. Yeah. Good job. Failures. Fail me. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Well, this is like, I don't even know if this is like a double or triple fail, but basically Oscar doesn't like hot dogs. And this what? is and this is a really big problem for me. 
Because I can only cook hot dogs. I can only cook hot dogs. No, I, I can cook other things than hot dogs. <laughs> I've talked about it on the show before. I try not to have hot dogs more than like once a week. And I get oh, no. the like organic whatever. Oh, whatever. It's a hot dog. It's a fucking hot dog, okay? It's not great, okay? How, how organic can a fucking hot dog be? It can be organic. All right. Still pig parts. Okay. Delicious, yummy pig parts. Okay. I'm not... This is my fail. I love right? hot dogs. So, okay. okay. So Simon <laughs> is also in this like crazy picky phase. Like he's historically been a pretty good eater. Yeah. But now he's down to like a couple things that he'll eat. Like <sighs> he won't eat almost anything right now. Great. He's just in this phase. I have to believe it will end because this is not how he was before. But hot dogs is one of the only things that he will eat. And so, like, I've been serving them a little bit more often because sometimes it's like I need him to eat at night. Otherwise, he wakes up too hungry in the morning. And so I've been making them, like, over and over and over and just feeding them, like, giving them to Oscar, offering them to Oscar over and over and over again in the hope that I will teach him to like hot dogs. Eat your hot dogs, Oscar. the saddest thing that's ever happened. That is pretty pretty depressing. Okay? That's all. Horrible. (laughs) That's so sad. House of hot dog sadness. Yeah. Well, Katie Bell... She fell on Thursday. Mm-hmm. Her nose was all scratched up. Friday, I noticed like a little bit more like red, scratchy looking things on the side of her face. And I thought, oh, I must have just missed that. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. things pop up a little later or whatever. And then I noticed more and more. And by like Friday afternoon and like Saturday morning, I'm like, Stefan, this is not a couple of scratches. There is like a rash going on on her face. Mm. So. Uh, I'm like racking my brain trying to figure out what we've done recently. And we, regardless, she, for the first time, started eating uh, this like edible weed called sourgrass. There's another word for it, whatever. But they grow all over the place. So she was like eating that and sucking Mm -hmm. on that. And I was like, that's cool, whatever. She also picks flowers on the way home from school. And on uh, Friday, she had picked it and like really stuck it on. She was like, this smells so good. And I turn around and her nose was orange like a Cheeto, you know, like all the pollen. And I was like, oh my God, you got to wipe that off. That's like, oh, you can't rub pollen all over your face. Um, well, clearly, I, that's got to be the reaction. We like uh, talked to her doctor and he was like, well, you know, it looks directional. It doesn't look like a the shape of a rash that would spread. Nat- it looks more mm. like, oh, I touched my face here, I touched my face here, and oh, I'm having a reaction to it. Yeah. Um, so we've been doing cortisone cream and stuff, but I just like, hey, hey, it's just sad. It sucks, yeah. And then this, is, look at her, you this see has become rash, like a double yeah. fail because on the break, I just got a call from the school because yeah. today is the first day back at school, yeah. and I was unable to get to her teacher to say, it's nothing horrible, it's just this reaction. And the nurse just called, she's scratching your face, and like, it's spreading. I'm like, it's not spreading. Yeah. It's not spreading. It's just getting red because It's just getting red because she's scratching yeah. it and was just informed that if she scratches it too much, she's going to get this bacterial infection, whatever. Oh, God. Yeah, it's great. I'm sorry. So, Fail. So now I'm just angry that my child is sick. (laughs) Failures. So here is my fail slash rant. My fail is that when I'm explaining to my daughter where we're going, we are always going somewhere far away. This is great because whenever I say we're going somewhere far away in the car, she immediately calms down and takes a nap 
and I get 20 to 30 minutes or maybe four hours of absolute silence and solitude. It's wonderful. Yay! But (laughs) fail because we are moving and we are moving far away. And all of her friends recently moved far away and she now thinks we're moving far away to the same town of far away where they all live, including my parents who actually live in the opposite direction we're moving. That is epic fail. Wow. Yeah. That's one of those oops. That yeah. turned into a horrible fail. Side effect. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. You suck. I'm totally you suck. You did a horrible thing, encouraging your child. I hope you enjoyed the rest that you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hang in there, bad mom. <laughs> you are the greatest mom I've ever known. I love you. I love you. When I have a problem, I call you on the phone. I love you, I love you. Teresa. Yes. Let's call a mom. Great. I, <laughs> it is great. Today, we are calling uh, Michelle T., who is the author of a novel, four memoirs, a collection of poetry, and the young adult fantasy book, A Mermaid in Chelsea Creek, which is coming out. Uh, She's also the founder of Radar Productions, a literary nonprofit that runs the International Sister Spit Performance Tours. But we are going to actually speak with her today about her online magazine, Mother Magazine, and her new memoir, How to Grow Up. Welcome, Michelle. Hi, you guys. (laughs) It is, there is literally, in preparing for this call, it took me forever to figure out how to get sort of a bio together on you (laughs) that wouldn't take up the full 15 minutes of the call because it it really, it really is amazing. And I'll just start the interview off by telling people right away, we're going to link everybody up to everything that is Michelle. And I highly encourage you. Uh, to go on the journey <laughs> that is Michelle T. <laughs> and I will remind people at the end, but let's just uh, get into it so that people can get to know you right now and start with the question we ask everybody, which is, who lives in your house? Um, I live in my house, and my wife partner, Dashiell, lives in my house, and we have a new baby named Atticus who's lived with us for the past three months. And uh, a dog named Charlie. I like that you're like, has lived with us for three months because he may be like, fuck you guys. And yeah. he's out the door. <laughs> time. Three months so far. Three yeah. months so far. So far, we're doing good. Yeah, he yeah, has months in. Right. Um, well, I'll just ask. Three months. How's it going? Good. I mean, you know, I'm I'm really pretty delighted by it. I'm finding that I'm functioning on no sleep way better than I thought I would. Yeah. Thank God. Um, and... <laughs> I guess, yeah, it's kind of like um, one thing that that nobody talks about with the sleep deprivation is that it can actually be really fun sometimes. (laughs) It's like I'm a sober drug addict, so all I have left is low blood sugar and sleep deprivation (laughs) if I want to get high. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I... So I've definitely... Yeah, I've oh, gotten the sillies a lot in the yeah. past three months, and so that's been that's been pretty enjoyable. But no, it's been great. I mean, it's really hard. I, I'm really um, I overestimate my capabilities, and so I I thought that I would be able to work from home with the baby here, and mm-hmm. that has not been working out very well. It's really hard mm-hmm. to get work done when I'm kind of standing over his crib, spinning a mobile, so he won't scream. Yeah, um, which is what I'm doing right now. <laughs> so. 
And never mind writing. I mean, writing hasn't, I can't, I, that's, that's going to have to have, there's going to be a whole project around how to get back to writing again. But, yeah, well, um, you but write that book and let us know how that works out. Because mm-hmm. I can give yeah. some serious advice on doing anything remotely creative. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think babies. it's called um, pay somebody to come and stay with yeah. your baby. Yeah, yeah. No, that yeah. basically that is need a babysitter. Yeah. You need a yeah. really good babysitter. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, you know, for our listeners who may not be familiar with you and your past, uh, you, as you mentioned, reco- oh, hey, baby. <laughs> uh, as you mentioned, uh, you are now a sober uh, former uh, drug addict. You are, I like to describe it sort of as, you were like you weren't just like rock and roll. You were like punk rock. You were like hardcore, <laughs> like counterculture, like living the the dream that everyone doesn't ever want their children to live. Um, and then like so, you know, enjoy motherhood and all that comes with that. I, you know, like it's um, it you've got memoirs out about that life. Uh, uh-huh. would, let's just maybe this will help kind of uh, give us some insight into past Michelle and current Michelle, but like if 22 year old (laughs) Michelle T could talk to 43 year old Michelle T, what would she, what would she think? First off, would she even know who you were or would she know who you were? Uh, What would she say? I mean, like, what would, what do you think that experience would be like and why? I mean, (laughs) you know, I think that when I was around 22, if that's the age you want to start with, I, I was, I kind of was like in the midst of this lesbian feminist nervous breakdown where like <laughs> I had like sustained some like, some like traumatic experiences in my life. And then I had sort of gotten this intense consciousness about injustice and the ways in which every injustice is sort of connected to every other injustice. And then I sort of OD'd on a lot of like, second wave feminism. And so I was having like a negative mystical experience of, of the world. And I just was like, everywhere I looked, I just saw injustice to not something to not participate in. And it made it so that my world became very limited. Um, and I was really, really, really judgmental of basically everybody who yeah. was, you know, feeding machine. Um, and so I would have hated me. Oh my God. I just would have hated me for so many different reasons. You know, I would have just like, just like, Oh my God, that I, I live in a house that I own with my partner. We own property. I was like such a communist. Like I was like totally against the owning of property. I still might be actually, um, <laughs> frankly, but, um, yeah, I just, you know, I just, I, I had a really, but I was also in a lot of pain. I had a really, it's a really hard stance to maintain being yeah. basically against the whole world. So um, I, I think what's more helpful or interesting is what I would have to say to her to kind of try to, I don't know, soften her stance against the world a little bit, to well, give her a little more breathing room. Well, you you just came out with this new memoir, uh, How to Grow Up. And I I wonder, when did the idea for this memoir come about? Was was the I know that you, you spent two years uh, trying to get pregnant. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's... Three, really. Really? Okay. So three years. You know, actually, I'm going to sidetrack. I want to actually talk a little bit about that. You took three years uh-huh. to get pregnant. You guys were uh, doing in vitro, correct? Uh-huh. And, yeah. And then you, we ended up doing... Yeah. You talk a little bit about this. I've seen you talk a little bit about the experience. And I do... You know, we're big believers in... 
you know, hey, I didn't think about that. <laughs> or I never was thinking that people might be going through X or Y or having this experience. But, you know, you're going through this whole fertility process, which is really designed for heterosexual couples. Uh, yeah, some that was shocking to me, actually. Yeah, I, which I would never have thought about because it's just really, a, to me, it seems like it would be about the doctor and the mother, the person trying to get pregnant. And it's so science driven. How could uh-huh. it be have a bias of some kind? But can, can you talk a little bit about that experience? So, for, so that we well, can it was know kind of like the bureaucracy. Yeah, it was kind of like the, the, the um, structure and the bureaucracy sort of in it um, was very um, heterosexist. The people that I met were great. You know, like yeah. our doctor was cool. Like the people in the clinic were great. Like nobody batted an eye that, you know, we were two, you know, femaleish people having a baby together. Right. But just like the forms that you have to fill out and the way that the um, way that the, the computer, the computer system would sort of hold our information was really annoying because I was carrying my wife's egg. Yeah. So they had me down as like a surrogate. Like that's oh. how they had me and their system as like a, and so it was, it was really creepy, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. and, um, so there was like just things like that and just like, you know, paperwork with no place to, to write that the couple being discussed are lesbians or whatever we are. Um, yeah, it was, it was really shocking because I always thought that science was there for, for gay people to procreate, you know, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. But this, I, I didn't realize that there was like a, a, a fertility, a crisis of fertility happening with straight people, you know? Oh, um, interesting. And, I didn't know, I didn't really know that. I just knew that like, this was a way that a lot of, you know, like lesbian people got pregnant. So when I went like to the big orientation, for instance, I thought it was going to be like a women's music festival or something. But instead, <laughs> it was not, it was like, we, there were two other lesbian couples there. And then it was a sea of, yeah. of straight people, you know? It was, it was really it was yeah, very it's, interesting. It's a big surprise how hard it is sometimes to just get pregnant. If we were all 17, life would be great. And having, you know, and like being stupid and drunk. Oh, my God. We'd all be I fucking know. pregnant. But like, <laughs> it, it is surprising how hard it is. But like two things I hear in that that I think are just fascinating. Again, we like to learn and grow sometimes here on One Bad Mother. Uh, but one, I love the like, you don't think about the paperwork and just mm-hmm. wait till your kid gets to school. Uh, I mean, I, oh, God, I'm, I'm as sure. straight as they come, and I have a problem with half the paperwork I have to fill out. Like, I'm just like, are yeah. you, like, like, it just so isn't. So presumptive. And it mm-hmm. isn't modernized at all for even stupid modern things that have happened in terms of family dynamics and who works and yeah. who doesn't. And, like, yeah. um, and, and it's just never changed, and you have to fill it out 20 times uh, for one kid <laughs> for one day. But um, And then I also love the whole, like, hey, I'm a lesbian. I never thought straight people had <laughs> problems <laughs> having, having yeah. a baby. That's fucking great. Yeah. Uh, so we're all growing and learning, and I love it. Uh, we are. We are. Speaking of growing and learning, the, I want to go back to the memoir that I, I started asking okay. about, the how to grow up. So a three-year process in trying to get uh, pregnant is stressful no matter what. It's a really long and intense process. And did the idea for the memoir sort of come throughout that experience, or were you ready to grow up before you started even conceiving <laughs> the idea of having a baby, or did like the whole shift into, I want to be a mom, I want to you know, go through this process, sort of, how did the book come about? What led to it? Well, the book came about, honestly, because I was like talking to my agent and we were just like, can we figure out how I can write a book that I can actually 
sell for more than a thousand dollars here. Like, <laughs> so it really was a blatantly commercial nice. sort of endeavor um, or attempt. You know, I've written a lot of books, but they're all small press and they're all, you know, just kind of small, smaller endeavors. And so we were kind of trying to brainstorm, how can we, what can I do that can kind of kick it to the next level here? So we came up with this idea of like, you know, I, I used to be, you know, a, a wild dirt bag, you yeah. know, living in squalor and, and what, and, 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 you know, I don't know, fetishizing petty crime. And now I'm like a reasonable facsimile of a healthy adult woman. Woman, <laughs> how did that happen? Let's yeah. tell that story. So, so I ended up just kind of like looking at different parts of my life, um, different areas of my life and how they have been transformed in the past, you know, I don't know, 10 or so years. And the, the line is that I got sober because once you do that, it just changes every, every yeah. part of your life. Um, so that, that's really it. But, um, and then, you know, trying to get pregnant was totally an out of, of realizing that I was actually healthy and responsible enough to consider, do I want to try to do this, you know? And once I started considering it, I realized how old I was. And I was like, shit, if I don't try to do it, like, tomorrow, um, it's never going to happen. Because yeah. I was, like, 40 years old, you know? Oh, so, I know. Um, I, I, I had my 40-year-old yeah. baby. Don't worry. <laughs> you did? Oh, so great. Yeah. And so I kind of just decided, and I wasn't even 100% sure of what I wanted, but I realized that I was never going to be 100% sure. Right. You know? But I felt like if I didn't try and see if it was possible, I would be a little haunted or regretful that I didn't pursue the experience. Yeah. So, and I was single at the time also, and I was like, I can't wait around for somebody to have a baby with. People right. are schmucks. And if I haven't found somebody yet and I'm 40, what are the odds? <laughs> so I just kind of found a, a, a really sweet drag queen, young drag queen who was willing to give me his sperm. And then I kind of um, hooked up with my, uh, my best friend and was like, would you come over to my house and help inseminate me? And um, she's a real true blue friend, said sure. And so we did it like that for a while. And it was during that process that I actually met my wife. <laughs> wow. So, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, it was very, it was very magical how it all came together, really. <laughs> I just, I just, I, I think we said this like last week. It was like, I don't know how a baby sometimes winds up in your house. All, all that matters is that one day a baby winds up in your house, yeah. like whatever the road was. <laughs> Do you want one? Whatever the road was that got you there mm-hmm. to have that baby, that's all that fucking yeah. matters. It doesn't matter if it comes out of your ear. It's all technically, in my opinion, a natural birth. Anyway, like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, uh, okay. Well, I want to shift to. Uh, Mother Magazine, which is uh-huh. your online magazine of all things motherhood. And it, it is kind of interesting. There's, again, like you said, you were, uh, I will use your words, uh, a dirt bag. <laughs> 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 and like this very, I would say, stereotypically an anti-motherhood life is what it sounds like. If I was going to be biased, again. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, there definitely was no room for motherhood in it, right. that's for sure. Like where, I kind of... I feel like we, as a society, we've just actually spent a whole lot of the first half of the show talking about strollers and how that has just become a symbol for hating moms. Um, and, True. Uh, you know, just like, I hate your stroller. I'm like, oh, do you hate the stroller or do you just fucking hate moms? Um, and uh, there really is just like a universal dislike uh, against motherhood and moms. And I feel there's also I have a lot of friends who I would lump into the counterculture sort of, you know, lifestyle, especially as performers who don't feel that they could make a shift to motherhood. They don't feel that, yeah. you know, like just like 
there's this bias against mom. There's sort of a inherent bias that we hold sometimes if we are not. I, I've had friends like show up from my 20s now that I have kids that I haven't seen in like years, and they're like, I can't believe you're a mom. And I'm like, what was I doing? <laughs> you can't correlate motherhood with when I wanted these children so much. Um, tell me a little bit about what got you to Mother Magazine, and is that filling that need for you? Did you feel that that was like as a representative of sort of this other lifestyle, like not lifestyle, this other culture, culture maybe this like one that didn't look like it led easily to motherhood. And I do not mean the lesbian culture. I mean, the like sort of punk rock, rock and roll, dirtbag right. lifestyle. Um, is that where it came from? How do you mash it up for yourself? Well, you know, when I started mother, I had been um, already kind of on the, on the path to trying to get pregnant for a couple years. And um, and I went on the internet a lot looking for information, and I yeah. found myself on all of those like TTC boards, yep. you know, those trying to conceive boards where everyone is speaking in acronyms yes. and like baby baby yes. emojis and stuff like that. I still don't know um, what DH stands for. <laughs> DH is darling husband. See, I still it actually makes me. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it just block it out. Why is everyone darling everything? Yeah. Darling daughter. Darling. Yeah. It's like come on. Yeah. It's so creepy. So anyway, um, I wasn't, you know, and I was, I was sometimes getting just like factual information that I needed and that was good, but I never saw, um, any kind of stories that I could relate to. And I'm a writer, I'm a memoirist. I love stories. You know, I love, I I feel like I really grow and learn in the world from other people's stories. And I am lucky enough that at this point, I do know a lot of women who, um, maybe had really uh, untraditional uh, younger years, their 20s or 30s, moms now. And I just found myself really like wanting to engage with them and get their story. And Mother Magazine was a way that I could kind of solicit that from people in a way that made sense to me and then was helpful on a larger level. Because I was like, oh, you know, if I'm wanting this, then I'm sure other people are wanting it, you know. And I just didn't really see anything exactly like Mother out there. I mean, no, there's Pit there Mama, wasn't. which is totally awesome. Yeah. And then there's kind of like more kind of glossy, kind of lifestyle-y mom blogs, you know, by like, I don't know, Corrine Reutfeld's daughter and stuff like that. Those like really fancy ones. But there wasn't anything that was just kind of like keeping it super real and keeping it kind of more um, anchored to personal narrative, which I really love. So I put out a call and it was like for the first year, I mean, I I barely put out a call. I, I solicited from like a handful of people. And then for the first year, I was just getting unsolicited submissions and the, and it ran on that, you know, like we were just, were posting like without even having to, to ask for stuff. It was amazing. So there's a lot of people out there that want, a, want a venue to tell their stories, whether it's their birth stories or the story of like, you know, their autistic child yeah. or their fucked up ex or whatever it is, you know? Well, it's just a good reminder that like there is a great, you know, sort of equalizer, especially amongst women, where we're being split up all the time. And that is motherhood. And it's a shame that we sometimes let motherhood, like the image of motherhood, become another uh, sort of way to divide ourselves when it really is the thing that holds us together, you know, double stroller or not, as it were, you know (laughs) what I mean? Um, Yeah. You know, and so Mother Magazine really, I have found, is a great resource for finding all of those sorts of articles all in one place. You're not having to necessarily search through a bunch of stuff that, like, 
I don't, you know, I don't want to be told things that I'm doing wrong. I don't want to be told. Like, I just, oh, yeah. I just want to hear somebody's yeah. personal story. Mm-hmm. And that's just great. And mm-hmm. it's totally a nice judge free zone. Yeah. And totally. your story might not relate to me, but it's still worth sharing. But, yeah. you know, it doesn't mean yeah. it's not worth sharing. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely had submissions that were, you know, people submitting things of like, you know, here are 10 things you can do to calm your child. And I was like, no, you know, yeah, like, yeah. we're not, we're not like prescribing systems to moms or telling them what to do or right. whatever. It's could, like, if you want to write about 10 things that you did to calm your child, that's totally different, you know, but <laughs> right. because yeah. no experts, you know, none of the, I didn't want that kind of expert. I, you know, self-appointed, you know, mom expert voices on the side. Well, we used to joke, yeah, we used to joke that, like, if we ever had an expert sort of panel on this show, mm-hmm. it would be entitled, Everyone's a Fucking Expert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, you're just like... I mean, and that's what it ends up being, is that yeah. everyone is an expert, right? And you and, and, and I am getting, like, tons of submissions from people who are just, there's the experts of their lives, and it's yeah. so interesting, mm-hmm. and there's well, so much right. to be learned from, from what they've gone through, you know, and figured out. Oh, well... Michelle, we want to thank you for coming on the show, and we are going to link everybody up to Mother Magazine, plus the new memoir, How to Grow Up, um, and as as well as just the whole wealth, (laughs) as I said at the beginning, (laughs) the wealth of, you know, stories and projects that you have worked on and created over the years. Um, And just congratulations on Atticus. Thank you. And I hope, you know, you guys have have fun. You're doing a great job. Yeah, good job. Oh, good thank job, you. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive, so right. we we're high-fiving each other over that for sure. That's right. And you sound like you are keeping it together, which to me is just like the ultimate good job, as a, especially <laughs> as a three-month-old in your house. So, Oh, yeah. So, well, I'm on Zoloft, so that helps. Well, but yeah, man, totally. that helps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much. and we Thank you, guys. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. I'm Brian Fernandez, a.k.a. Sunny D, producer of Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Lindsay Pavlis, producer of Wham Bam Pow. We're the stars of Maximum Fun's first web video series, Brian and Lindsay Will Totally Eat That. Someone throws us a snack, we eat it, and then we rate it on a scale from yummy to crummy. We've recorded a pilot, and we're raising funding for the series on Kickstarter until February 20th. And if we receive enough backers, we will receive a huge challenge grant from our friends at Hover.com. Go to MaximumFun.org slash Totesseat for more info or find us on Kickstarter. Question for you. Shoot it at me. You gonna eat that? Totally. That was awesome. Yeah, she's really cool. She's really cool. She's really cool. She is, <laughs> she is in fact, she's like Iggy Pop cool. Uh, and is, you know, I will be fascinated to watch the journey of motherhood mm-hmm. that she goes through because she is so very cool mm-hmm. and like, She's just going to make me realize that I control my own coolness totally. as a mother. Yeah. I did just love that she was like, hey, I wanted a baby. I was 40. I yeah. didn't have a partner yet. Yeah. No one was coming. I'm just going to yeah. fucking take my life. It's yeah. my fucking life. I, I am therefore going to do what I need it's to do. So awesome. I, it really is. Because yeah. I think people can like use the crutch of their past yeah. if they weren't like thrilled with maybe how their past was. Or their past was 
too much fun. Mm-hmm. You know, you can use that as a crutch to not allow yourself to sort of move forward in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the things we do all the time. Totally. Where it's just like, I shouldn't, you know, people will laugh at me if I just tell people I'm interested in cooking. You know what right. I mean? Like whatever yeah. it is. I know it's just like a bullshit example, yeah. but like, heaven forbid, I suddenly want to go and be a mom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or like, or, and it doesn't have to be motherhood. We all know it could be anything. I want to change jobs. I want to like pursue this other passion. And we get really hung up in people only know me as this one thing mm-hmm. and no one will let me. Mm-hmm. And guess what? No one gives a shit. Yeah. And no one will let you. You just have to let yeah, yourself. Yeah. <laughs> no one will let you. No one's like, ding yeah. dong, just yeah. want to let it's you know, time. you should do this. Yeah, it's time. We're ready for you to We're do whatever that thing is. Bring it on. Uh, so, again, How to Grow Up, Mother Magazine is also great. And you can look for it very soon, an interview with Teresa and I on Mother Magazine. Oh, that's right. I know. It's yeah. exciting. That'll be coming out soon. Yeah. Um, she's just awesome. Yeah. She's nailing it. Totally. Speaking of awesome mm-hmm. and nailing it, let's listen to a mom have a breakdown. Great. Great. <laughs> I'm calling with a rant. New York City sucks as a place to raise a child. I don't know who the people who have joy that do it, but I've got an 11 month old. She gets into everything. Everything. You get into everything. And they say, enjoy this time, but she doesn't fucking understand anything I say. So you can't she you can't baby proof an apartment like this. Yeah. Let me look at my stuff. I don't have a you know attic or a basement or even an extra closet that isn't full of shit. And it's just even more shit. And my husband, bless his heart, stays home with the baby because we can't afford daycare. Who could afford daycare in this city? Unless you're George Clooney. I don't think he lives here, but like they even called the daycare down the street. Anyway, she can't go there because there's a wait list for next September. Wasn't it just September? <laughs> I just wanted her to meet another child because none of my friends have kids here because none of them can fucking afford to have kids here. But I got knocked up. Good job, me. You suck, New York City. But you guys, one bad mother, you're doing a great job. <laughs> she actually comes back. She has a follow-up. Okay. She has a follow-up. I'm just calling with an amendment to my rant about raising a child in New York City. I will give New York City one thing. They have great playgrounds. Mm. But good luck getting there. The day you decide to go, some guy shit on the F train. So you're out of luck. You're stuck. Okay? Thanks again. Bye. Oh, my God. I think that might have been me calling from, like, four years ago. Yeah, right? So funny. Say, how they do apropos. have good playgrounds and they have fences around them. Oh my god, their playgrounds like are really fucking the best. Yeah. I do miss I do miss the playgrounds yeah. a lot. Um I also miss if I just want a can of corn, I can just walk out my door and go get it and put everybody in a car go. Mm-hmm. So hold on to that, dear New York mother, who's there calling. But other than that, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Totally. Yeah, and by the way, with the baby proofing, don't don't bother. I, I can do it. Just relax. It'll be over soon. It really... All of this will, oh, be, over this will be over. No. Sleep the long and sleep. The, it's the classic bullshit line yeah. of enjoy this time yeah. while I last. Enjoy whatever part of it you're actually enjoying. Sure. <laughs> but the rest but of it... if it's bothering you, that part will end because <laughs> your child will be on to the next thing and you right. won't have to deal with that problem anymore. It'll so, be replaced with a new problem. It'll be so a new congratulations. problem. Congratulations. Yeah. So, so just, you're doing great. You're doing great. You are doing well. 
hang in there. And when all gets bad in New York City, take your giant fucking stroller, go to Barnes and Noble, and let your kid trash the place. <laughs> That's what you need. Okay. Recap for today. Okay. Uh, strollers. Mm-hmm. I think our big takeaway on strollers is they're just fucking strollers. Mm-hmm. Get the type of stroller you want mm-hmm. yeah. and enjoy it. Yeah. It that's it. Use it as a tool. Use it as a tool. A a simple streamlined tool or a all bells and whistle tool. Mm-hmm. It's your stroller. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> and if they do, they need to figure out something else yeah, to care about. Don't worry about those people. Yeah, don't, it's just whatever. And if you don't have a stroller, give people with stroller a break. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you somebody is around you somewhere else doing something more infuriating than this poor mother with her stroller or dad with his stroller or whoever with their strollers. Just shift the attention. Sorry, we didn't talk about... In that movie, yeah. um, Away We Go, with What's-Her-Face, who plays that crazy mom character, and she she hates all strollers <laughs> because she would never push her child away from her. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, again. Sorry, I just had Yeah, to. I forgot about that. It's like well, the best also, thing. while we were on break, uh, Lindsay, our sound engineer, was like, I fucking love strollers. She yeah. doesn't have a kid. She's just like, it seems like mini car shopping. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? It actually, that's pretty much it. Yeah. That's pretty much exactly what it is. Yeah. Can't put a car on a registry. We encouraged her to go ahead and get a stroller for her dog. Oh, we are just not in case going wondering. talk about things that should be walking. Um, anyway, I will mock anyone coming at me with a dog in a stroller whose dog is not injured, doesn't have a or leg. Or elderly. Or elderly. We all start in a stroller. Y'all going to wind up in a stroller, everybody. At least strollers. Are, why aren't there, like, wheelchairs that are, like, that yeah. exciting yeah. and super- whatever? Okay. Sidetrack. So strollers... That is fucking strollers. Everybody let it go. Stop hating moms. That's the big takeaway. Stop stop hating moms, everybody. <laughs> Just embrace that. Teresa? Yes. You're doing a really good job. Thank you. So are you, Biz. Thank you. And uh, everybody, you're all killing it. Yeah. Good job, guys. Good job. We'll talk to you guys next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Know that right. We'd like to thank Max Fun, Lindsay Pavlis, our engineer, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, visit MaximumFun.org and click on Donate. Do you have a genius or fail moment you'd like to share on the show? Then leave us a message at 206-350-9485. Full-on rage-induced rants are also welcome. Well, daddy, baby, Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist-owned. Listener-supported.